together we pray, continuing to ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate our minds and our hearts with this great, this great mystery, the great truth of Easter would just penetrate the fullness of our life. So come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord, we give you permission to do what you desire to do. We pray, Lord, that our minds, hearts, and souls would be fertile soil, that your word would bear great fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate for us these great mysteries, these great scriptures about the resurrection. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Do you realize what I've done for you? If you've walked this, this journey with us, the Holy Thursday night, Good Friday, last night at the vigil today, you know that this, this question of Jesus to his disciples at the Last Supper has really framed for me this entire Holy Week. Do you realize what I have done for you? Do we realize the immensity of, of what the Lord has done by taking on our human flesh, by entering into the mess of our lives, by offering his life for us on the cross for our sin? The undeserved gift of complete mercy, of divine love given to us to restore our lives, to restore our likeness to Christ, for redemption and salvation. Do you realize what I have done for you? And as I think about this question posed to myself, I can say, yes, Lord, and no. Like there is an aspect, God, that, that I do understand, that I do believe in my life, that my life has been changed. But the truth is, Lord, is that I need to understand more. That, Lord, I need this truth to penetrate more deeply into my heart, more deeply into my mind, and more deeply into every aspect of my life. And when we can say that, when we can confess that, the Lord rejoices because it is his great desire to give us a deeper understanding, to invite us more deeply to understand this mystery, to invite us more deeply into his heart. Do you realize what I have done for you? This is not a word or a question asked in condemnation, but a one asked in invitation. Do you long to know even more? And so may our hearts on this day of the resurrection say, yes, Lord. Yes, reveal to me more of the power of the resurrection in my life. I mentioned on Good Friday that too often when we pray and too often when we go about our day that we look at ourselves and we talk to ourselves too much. I said this before, we, uh, this 
spiritual director that I had for over 14 years, I would come to him, especially when I was in seminary, and I'd be speaking about certain things, and, and he would ask me, well, what does the Lord have to say about that? What does Jesus have to say about that? And every time he would ask me, I'm like, I should, I should know he was going to ask me this. And too often my answer was, well, Father, I'm not really sure. I spent hours in the chapel talking to myself. I spent hours in the chapel staring at myself. And not enough time looking at the Lord. Now, don't get me wrong. Self-knowledge is vitally important to understand the gifts that God has given us, to understand our, and be convicted of our sin, to understand the areas where we need to grow in virtue and our weakest areas is very important in our growth in the life of virtue and our growth in sanctification. Self-knowledge is, is so important. But if we get stuck staring at ourselves, then it's like we're in the tomb just looking at an empty tomb and peering deeper and deeper into darkness and looking at the empty tomb and looking at death. And we're stuck in there. And we're living from what St. Paul says, that spirit of slavery where we fall back into fear. Or the spirit of fear which we fall back into slavery. And so Jesus, Jesus today, the scriptures throughout this entire Holy Week is reminding us to look at him, to look upon him. On Good Friday, we, we reflected on those words from the gospel, and they looked upon him whom they had pierced. And that it became in Christ pierced, on the cross where the blood and water flowed from his side was the fulfillment of the prophecy that, that him who would be pierced, that from him would flow a river of mercy, of purifying and healing our sin, just redeeming us. And that we should look upon him. And, and Pope Benedict says this, what do we see? Like when we look upon Christ, right? Because his side is pierced and his heart is opened up. What do we see when we look at his heart? Pope Benedict says, It is in the pierced heart of the crucified that God's own heart is opened up. Here we see who God is and what he is like. God is no longer locked up. He has stepped out of his hiddenness. But we see in the sacred heart of Jesus crucified and risen is the very heart of God. That God's heart opens up for us and we see who he is. We see love itself given to and for us. We see the heart of the Father in the heart of Christ. Last night at the vigil, we talked about that image of the secret heart that we look upon him who was pierced on the cross with the resurrected Christ. He offers to us those, that image of the secret heart where Jesus is holding his heart in his hand and he's, he's handing it to us here. This is who I am. And I give it to you. 
and then he invites us in that invitation actually to participate in his relationship with the father because it is in the heart of christ the sacred heart of jesus that the heart of god and the heart of man are united intimately where we come to know who christ is who the father is and who we are by the grace of the holy spirit And so when Jesus offers us his heart, he's offering us actually not just to pray like him, but to share in his relationship with the Father. The fulfillment of the prophet of Ezekiel, taking from us our stony hearts, giving us his natural heart, and then just planting it deep within so that we actually participate in Jesus' prayer, in Jesus' intimacy with the Father, by the grace of the Holy Spirit. St. Paul tells us today, if you then you were raised with Christ, if then you were raised with Christ, those of us who are baptized, if then you were raised with Christ, seek what is above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above and not what is on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Right? Don't look, don't look too much at what is below, but look at Christ at the right hand of the Father, opening his heart to us, revealing his heart. Brothers and sisters, if we stare at ourselves, if we stare at our situation, if we stare at our own sins way too much, then it's like we're staring in the in the tomb. We can't see the light. But if we look upon the crucified and risen heart of Jesus, then we see the heart of the Father. We see the one who is risen, whom made St. Paul say, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? It is swallowed up. It is defeated. It is destroyed by the victory of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, do you understand what I have done for you? Do you realize what I have done for you? This question of Christ. Let us, how do we realize it? By looking at his heart. By looking at his heart. What does this say, St. John said today? The other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. Because John is the one who at the Last Supper laid his head upon the heart of Jesus. Because John was the one close to Our Lady and relying upon her strength was able to sit at the foot of the cross and see Jesus' heart pierced and the blood and water come forth from there. So that when he looked up, even as he looked into the tomb, because yes, we must look at our sin, but only through the heart of Jesus. Only when we look at our sin, when we look at ourselves, when we look at the world, it's not that we don't look there, but we only see it. We should only look at it through the heart of Jesus. And so when John goes to the tomb and he looks into the tomb, he's he's gazing in there through the pierced and risen heart of Jesus. And he sees and he believes because his sight has been changed 
and renewed and restored by the resurrected heart of Christ. Where are you staring and where am I staring? We need to be staring at the heart of Jesus, entering into his prayer with the Father. And that as we look at his heart, then the whole world opens up to us with new vision, with new sight the image of divine mercy. Then instead of looking at our sin and looking at the world with fear, then we look through the heart of Jesus and we say, Jesus, I trust in you because I see you and who you are in the world through your heart. Practically, what do we do? Again, when we pray, look at Christ. Pray with the scriptures. Look at his heart. Invited us last night, invite you again, just to search on the internet, Sacred Heart of Jesus, Il Jesu, and there will be an image of Christ holding his heart out to us. Let us contemplate the heart of Jesus in the scriptures. Let us contemplate the heart of Christ, crucified and risen. And then we will begin to understand and then we will begin to realize what he has done for us in the invitation we have to live as sons and daughters of the Father. And then even when we look into the tomb, we see light, no longer darkness. We see light because the light of Christ conquers sin and death. Come, Holy Spirit, let us not look at the things below, but to look to what is above, to gaze upon the pierced and risen heart of Jesus, to see God rightly, to see ourselves rightly, and to see the world bathed in light, the resurrected light of Jesus Christ. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? It is swallowed up and destroyed by the crucified and risen heart of Jesus Christ.